Let's get nuts. Well, hello, everyone. What's happening? How's everybody doing? Got a whole new week. And a week of awesome to talk about. What's happening, everybody? It's Monday, end of Monday, of course, so we can all be good and pour yourself a glass of wine or something like that, like I do. It's nice after a Monday, right? Because Mondays suck. Mondays definitely suck. It's nice and rainy here in Southern California. What's happening, everybody? Ah, who's out there, huh? Who's out there? What are we talking about here? Yeah, we got Jose right here. What's Buddy, hopefully uh, you're feeling you're feeling okay. You know, now that the uh, the doyers are not in it, you know. So it's I can't say that I wasn't a little happy about that. <laughs> What's going on, Tyler? Got Andre here too. Eric, good to see you. Jesse, yep. Uh, no, he's not. Because uh, if he was, he'd be smelling he'd be smelling like bo and uh, burnt hair. I think that's what he kind of smelled like, so. What's going on, Mr. Will Diesel? Good to see you. Caro, what's up, bud? Uh, I'm picturing a drive-through down a highway. Yeah, that's right. My aviators is going on there. Mr. Jason, good to see you. Ah, uh, you just don't like cinema, material, that's all. What's going on, Venom? Hey! What's going on, little chop? Got Selena Kyle. Niner fan! Bad. I mean, for my fantasy football s- sake, I was glad uh, 9 o'clock last night. <laughs> that's what I gotta say. Mama Film Junkie here. How's it going? Good to see ya. Uh, oops, let's see. Hey, what's going on, Paul? Uh, yeah, that was great. Good, good patron. Uh, yes, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Don't worry. We definitely were. Hello, darling. Yes, uh, yes. Locked those here. Got Mr. Clay Talion. Hey, we got Rosemary here, too. Haven't seen you in a bit. Good to see you. Yeah, I would say that's probably the case there, Niner fan. And I, you know, I mean, what could he do? What could he do? <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't totally bad, I guess you could say. You know, it's just, it's just what happens. Just what happens. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about those. But anyways, guys, make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. If you want to become a member, there's a join button. There's a Patreon, too, if you want to help out the pirate ship like that. And, of course, merchandise down below in the Film Junkie closet. Hey, get yourself a Vodka Stream shirt. Hey, there's two of them in there. Not just one, but two Vodka Stream shirts. And it's nice and soft. I love the, I love these tri-blend shirts. They're so nice. I won't... I won't I won't feel myself, you know, right here. Yeah, that, I know that looked a little weird. I'm sorry. I apologize. But, uh, yeah, so all that's right there. Do all that. Make sure you're doing all that. And appreciate you guys clicking in. Of course, we've got the, uh, the four main topics that will be talking about the Eternals and uh, the mixed bag of reactions, which is pretty crazy. And then, of course, we've got an update on the whole Ruby Rose Warner Brothers thing because, yet yeah, it has not ended. That's for damn sure. Then we got Brandon Frazier, of course. Hey, Look at that. It's the it's the Brandon Frazier uh son What do you call that? A Brandon Assassance? Whatever the hell you want to call it. It's a renaissance of Brandon Frazier, right? Gonna be in another DC property. I mean, come on. And then of course we'll talk about Dune uh in the box office right there. So all that stuff. And hopefully you guys are having a good day. 
Hopefully you guys have a good day. Everybody's good. Saturday night was fun. Definitely was. Yes, 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 yes. TMI? TMI for what? Oh, I was just telling you about the shirts. Jeez. Jeez, let's get nuts, James James. Yeah, Lane's here too. Oh, and of course, that hashtag. That hashtag. Yeah, we'll be all right. Good thing. Um, well, who, who's bad casting? What's bad casting? Talk about Brendan Fraser. If you're saying anything bad about Brendan Fraser, well, I don't know about that. Come on, the man's the man's a saint. The man's a saint. Okay, he's a sweetheart. Everybody always talks about how great he is. So, I mean, we, but do we know fully like who he's at? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that because I remember there was like, eh, Firefly, maybe a Falcone. I don't know. It's like what the hell? There was like two different. There's like conflicting information that's been happening right there. So yes, no, Brendan Fraser slander announced. How dare you? How dare you? Don't do that. Please don't. Jose's on top of it. You will be put in timeout if that's the case. Don't want that. We don't want that. Anyways, all right, let's go to the tweets because obviously it's Monday, so we got some, uh, we got to catch up on these tweets right here, eh? Oops. I should probably, uh, yeah, the Saints are playing right now. <laughs> should probably turn that off. Boop. Sorry. All right, let's go to the tweets. All right, here we go. Um, what the heck is this? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Messages. People message me all the time. I have no idea. You have no idea. Sometimes my DMs are just full. It's full. Anyways, guys. All right. So here it comes the tweets right here. And uh, first of all, hey, we got Idris Elba talking about Knuckles. Uh, Knuckles won't be sexy in um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So if anybody was... Wondering how sexy Knuckles is going to be. Apparently, it's not going to be so, uh, he won't be sexy. Yes, that's what's going on right here. I won't say he was sexy. I don't think I'm going for that. That's for sure. Yeah. So if anybody's wondering if uh, Idris Elba's voice for Knuckles is going to be sexy, doesn't look like it. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So, you know, just to let you know, that's what Idris just told us right there. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this right here, so uh, Devin Sawa, he just tweeted out this, uh, this trailer right here that he's a part of. It's basically uh, Black Friday. They work in this big, huge store, and then some zombie-like monster-type people start invading the store. It's got Bruce Campbell. Uh, it's got Michael Jai White. Looks pretty interesting. Looks cheesy and funny. Why not? So Devin Sawa, remember when he was like the it guy? And then all of a sudden he just fell off for like... 15 years and now he's still around but he doesn't really look like Devin Sawa anymore <laughs> if you watch you know Final Destination you watch Final Destination you watch he was in a, even a movie called Little Giants and he was also in a, what Casper it wasn't he Casper in Casper he was technically he was like the, the human form of Casper or something like that but yeah I mean it looks interesting so um and then yeah uh, this keeps on God. Uh, this whole thing just keeps on going and going and going. But uh, Dave Chappelle makes a a great point when it comes to this. Another great point when it comes to all this. Yeah, there's like a whole interview right here. He posted a whole video on Instagram. But this one right here was interesting because he said he goes, I said what I said. And boy, I heard what you said. My God, how could I not? You said you want a safe working environment at Netflix. It seems like I'm the only one who can't go to the office. 
Yeah, isn't that kind of funny? I mean, the whole walkout thing is because they're all saying like it's a it's a toxic work environment now only because of his special. But he can't even go to the building. So who's it toxic for exactly? I mean, that's what's so crazy about this whole thing, man. It just keeps on going, going, and going. I mean, the whole this whole thing is just proving his point. What he actually said in the special. That's what's sad about the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you you know, you make you throw any kind of you know, to say any kind of jokes about. That certain community, guess what? Whoo, man, it's going to get pretty crazy, and it definitely has. I mean, that's the point he was trying to make. And then he had a very heartwarming, lovely story about a, a trans woman that he befriended at the end of the whole special. And again, they leave that part out of this whole argument. But uh, apparently he's open. He's Dave Chappelle is actually open to actually meet with these people and have a conversation with them. I remember hearing from that side, they said that they try to, they said they try to reach out to him and saying that he doesn't want to respond to it or whatever the hell. I don't know. So I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there could be like a sit down with Dave Chappelle and some of these people at Netflix, the people that are walking out and everything, and some of the people who are really raising their voices about this. Hopefully, hey, maybe they could do that. Just sit down and let's talk because he does say something like that in his special as well. He says he's going to stop even poking fun at that at the community just because of of all the stuff that's happened. He literally says that in his special. And yet it's still just causing a ruckus. And again, so many other things are happening in the world and in this country that are, you know, worse than just jokes that offended you again. It's like, yeah, so many different things. There's just things that are still happening, things that we should probably more worry about. But hey, Dave Chappelle telling jokes, that is number one. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be any kind of resolution when it comes to this. That's what I'm kind of curious to see what actually happens with that. So, but uh, anyways, it's not a zombie movie, guys. It's not a zombie movie. But hey, you know, it still will be a, yep, let me put that on right there. Yo, get that music on there. It's coming out this, this week, guys. This is not a zombie movie. It's not a zombie movie. This is not nope. a zombie movie. Hey, you see any zombie? Neither can I. That's because it's not a zombie movie. No need for you all to be here. <laughs> the whole promo about it not being a zombie movie, guys. Not a zombie movie. Uh, hopefully you guys are going to be checking it out. I'm going to be doing the virtual premiere thing on Wednesday. So that means Film Junkie Live on Wednesday is going to be an hour early, probably an hour and a half early, just to make sure that I'm ready to go because it's at six o'clock my time. So I'll be going to that whole thing and watching it on Wednesday night, it looks like. So I'll let you guys know exactly what time Film Junkie Live will be on when it comes to Wednesday. So... Robert Downey Jr. says he's still close with many of his MCU co-stars, Johansson, Cheadle, Renner, Ruffalo, Hemsworth, Evans, Olsen, and I remain close-knit. Yes, there's a talk of a group tattoo. Oh, good stuff. Oh, they still all talked with each other. Good. Good for you. This shot right here is great because, well, first off, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not as tall as Chris Hemsworth, but hey, you know. Things uh, things can uh, be adjusted in the shoes to make it so. I was actually watching Endgame the other day, and there's actually a very significant part where you actually can see. Whoa, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's got some uh, he's got something going on with his uh, his special shoes. Uh, it was just kind of funny. I was like, oh, well, there it is. <laughs> but hey, it's whatever. It's not like he's 
that short. Just he wants to get a couple more inches on him. That's fine, I guess. But uh, this is an interesting gift because, yeah, it looks like Chris Evans is having a little, you know, either allergies or a little teary-eyed right here. So um, we'll talk about this when it comes to uh, when it comes to um, the Dune box office. We'll incorporate the str- some streaming numbers. But uh, speaking of Dune, we got Christopher Nolan. He said he calls Dune one of the most seamless marriages of live-action photography and computer-generated visual effects that I've ever that I've seen. It's very very compelling at every turn yes i even mentioned this in my review you really can't see you can't even tell like what's practical what's vfx i mean obviously spaceships whatnot all that stuff yeah a lot of that's going to be a vfx but what denny did to just make it so seamless i even said that seamless you can't really tell like the difference between the real world and what's cgi because i don't know i mean i guess it kind of helps that you're in this desert fucking wasteland that could probably help i mean look at even like mad max fury road some of the some of the vfx work in there it's pretty damn seamless is too i mean geez that's when you know something is a masterpiece when you really can't tell unless you just know like obviously they didn't build a full-on spaceship or f- build all that you could kind of when, when you can't see the seams you know unlike you know a lot of some of the other movies that are out there right now we're looking at you mcu um <laughs> any circus has been cast in in andor andor uh, I don't know if he's cast as Snoke. Is there going to be a Snoke thing? Probably not, because it's supposed to be prior to Rogue One. So I'm not sure. Then it just Star Wars stuff said that he's been cast. So I guess we'll see. I guess we will see when it comes to that. So uh, hopefully, you guys checked out the uh, latest episode of Batman the Fanimated, where we talked about fear of victory. That's right. And then check this out, Ghostbusters fans. Uh, who wants one of these? I do. Oh, you love that sound. You love it. Oh, I want one. Hasbro, send me one. I want a proton pack. Yes, there's been a lot of ecto activity in your neighborhood. Don't worry, we've got your back. Suit up and get ready for what's coming your way from HasLab Ghostbusters on October 27th. So... Oh, and then there's this, guys. This is another thing. This is one of the things that's been um, floating around today, and a lot of people are like, what the hell? What the hell? So apparently, this is from Instagram, of course, because uh, James Wan, I don't think, I don't believe he has Twitter. He mainly, he's mainly about Instagram, and I and I don't think you can actually Instagram him. He turned that little function off, but I guess when uh, this uh, Ron Williams, who, uh, calls himself Ron Williams on comics. He said, will there be a Black Manta streaming series? Maybe. And James Wan decided to answer that. He said, I'll let you in on a secret. The canceled Trench spinoff movie was really going to be a secret Black Manta movie. Oh! Why so secret? Well, because why not? That's That would have been cool. So it would have been secretly kind of like, hey, there's going to have to do something with the trench, but it's also going to have to do with Black Manta. There you go. And I just, my first question was, why did he decide to drop this on Instagram responding to somebody? Because he knows damn well that somebody's going to find it. Somebody's going to find this, and then all of a sudden it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow up. It's going to make the rounds on the internet. And sure enough, uh, headlines everywhere. That's right. Comic book, comic book sites, movie sites are all talking about. They are all talking about this today. Of course, everybody's passing it around. 
And everybody's going, oh my God, oh my God, what the hell? I just kind of find it funny because a lot of people, I remember when the trench was announced, a lot of people went like, who the fuck asked for this? Who asked for this? Turns out secretly, it was going to be a Black Manta streaming series. Oh, how do you feel now? Huh? How do you feel now? Because I was down for it no matter what. If it was the trench, I was like, cool, because guess what? That trench scene in Aquaman, probably the best scene in the movie, in my eyes, at least. You know? Yeah, sure. The final act had a bunch of beautiful visuals. There's a bunch of, like, crazy stuff that happens in Aquaman. But that trench scene was the thing of beauty. That's where James Wan really shined when it came to that movie. The way that he took that scene and that visual of them, that far, like, wide shot of them going, you know, going down into the, the depths of the water with the, uh, with the torch. And then all the, they were all just, like, following them. Such a beautiful shot. Just, just, that's, that's got to be the best shot of the movie, to be honest. In my opinion, I think it is. Yes, there's a lot of beautiful shots, but that shot right there specifically. But I, I think a lot of us were pretty much down when it came to um, came to the trench. You see some people saying that, right? Yes, it was. Image it is when you saw that, man. I tell you what. But apparently it was in disguise. He was going to have a lot of Black Manta. So it's like, what the hell, man? That sucks. This was like five days ago, too. It's funny because this... Nobody found this until recently. Nobody found this till recently, and it was started making the waves today. It's just kind of funny how that happens, how sometimes, like, you know, something like this has just been sitting there in social media for a bit, and then somebody went and found it, and uh, then it just, like, made the rounds. But you know that you know very well that Juan was like, you know what, I'm going to drop this bomb. But what gave him the courage to drop that bomb? Because he's still, he's literally making a movie for Warner Brothers right now, and he drops the bomb that the spinoff series that they announced, what, two fucking years ago, whatever the hell it was, was actually supposed to be something a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little interesting. Like, what gave him, is he just, because he knows that he that he's untouchable now? Like, now the fact that the first Aquaman made a billion dollars, and now they're giving him leeway to do whatever, pretty much, hopefully, whatever he fully wants to do in Lost Kingdom. And now he's just like, I'm just going to tweet this out real quick. I don't know. I just, I, I like it. I like it, though. I like the fact that he was able to just be like, you know, I'm just going to respond and just, you know, give away a secret, by the way. But, you know, these guys didn't want to do it, you know? Fucking Ann over there and Toby. Uh, who knows what that fuck that guy does, but, you know. And then Walter, yeah, he's he sucks. But, you know, this is what they wanted to do. That's all. It's just kind of interesting. Kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we got a Peacemaker spinoff. That's all that matters. Right, guys? Right? That's what we want. That's what we definitely wanted. But I just found it funny, too, that people were like, they didn't want the trench either. There was a lot. There was some fans. I remember seeing a lot of people saying that they were, who wants the trench movie? And I'm like, well, why the fuck not? And then sure enough, look what happened. It was actually going to be something different. How do you feel now? How do you feel now? Okay. Not so good, huh? Not so good? Okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's, it's fine. And then this right here, when it comes to uh, Batgirl, more there's some Batgirl stuff that happened today. So this was actually part of the article that we'll probably be talking about in a little bit here. It says, uh, when it comes to uh, Jacob Scipio, Scipio, who was also cast in the Batgirl movie, says the son of, the, of uh, the gangster villain who becomes romantically attached to probably Batgirl. I'm sure he's very, yeah. So... So he might be some like son. I don't know. I mean, there's uh, rumors about Falcone maybe even being a part of it. I don't know if it's going to be him necessarily. Who knows? But apparently he's also going to be a bad guy in this movie because he was a bad guy in uh, Bad Boys for Life. And uh, Rebecca Ferguson, my God. Take a moment. Okay. 
She's beautiful. Absolutely. Ah, yes. Very much so. Oh, holy Lord. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, let's all get back together after seeing that image. She's just so beautiful. Yes. Anyways. Okay, so. And then we got Warner Brothers is uh, reportedly working on a Smash Bros. Style fighting game. Some of the characters include Gandalf, Batman, Mad Max, Shaggy, Fred Flintstone, Johnny Bravo, and Tom and Jerry. See this, guys? So apparently there's going to be a Smash Bros. type game that will have various, of course, popular characters that's in the Warner Brothers library, which, fuck it. Why not? That'd be interesting. Can you imagine Mad Max taking on Shaggy? Oh, I don't know. This guy, joints, you know. Jeez. I my terrible Shaggy impression, but yeah. That's, I mean, why not? You have all these characters. Why not just make a game out of all these characters? Have them fight each other. Nothing wrong with that, right? I say do it. I say do it. Don't say Zoic. Don't say Zoic. Jose, how dare you? Zoic. <laughs> Are they still working on putting Steppenwolf back in the air cut? I hope so. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I say do it. If you have all these characters, why not? Oh, don't boycott. We're not boycotting this. Come on. This could be something that's pretty it'd be fun and awesome and everything. Like I said, I'm going to start getting into the video game world, hopefully pretty soon here. I don't know when exactly that's going to happen, but uh, probably more so next year. So then, you know, when gotham knights and of course the suicide versus justice league games coming out maybe uh maybe they'll i'll add this one to it too you know um i'll play shaggy yeah, why not oh scoob yeah i don't know it could be interesting we'll see what happens we got some beautiful uh dune posters right here like like look at that big huge sandworm right there yeah looks like a you know from a card deck of cards pretty cool we got a new image of uh, Henry Cavill from The Witcher right there. We just need another image of him as Superman. Guys look at pretty huge, of course. Big motherfucker. Oh, yeah, and then we got this right here. So a lot of people not too happy about this. Not too happy about the fact that Miss Marvel right here is her basically her characters. So this is like a comparison of... So in the comic books... When she does, like, you know, some of her powers, she has, like, the stretching ability. And she can make her fist, you know, go all big. Almost a Mr. Fantastic-type power, about ability right there. So she stretches, her fists get all big, cool, and it's like, yeah, that's a part of her powers right there. But apparently when it comes to the, the live-action show, apparently what they're going to do is it's going to be more of a Green Lantern-type power. Now, some of these scoopers out there, I think it was like RPK, I think possibly even Grace said something about that. Yeah, because, you know, again, sorry guys that won't... That, say that she's always wrong about things she's not always wrong about things that's the bad part I, but i get it though a lot of people just can't stand her i get it i get it but so apparently it's going to be mainly more energy like i said green lantern like so not too many people are happy about that but it just kind of makes you wonder are they doing that because they want to save whatever you know if they were actually going to do a character that actually can stretch and do stuff like this they want to save it for the MCU Reed Richards, most likely, maybe, yes, but I know a lot of people are just not going to be, uh, they're not going to be too happy about that, not going to be too happy about that, right? And uh, yeah, people have already expressed it, that it's mainly going to be like 
like energy fields or whatever. Like you could see it right there in the promo, right? She's just going to be doing that. But I just, but it just seems kind of weird because yeah, I have a lot of people are going to be like, Hey, well, that's just very green lantern. Like, so what the hell? That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know why they decided to go that route, but to me, it just, it just seems like it's the fact of the matter is, is because of maybe the fantastic, because the fantastic four is going to be showing up in the MCU in the uh, not so distant future. So who knows? I guess she'll be just Green Lantern-like. So what can you do? Changes happen all the time when it comes to live action. It's just what you got to accept. Not everything's always going to be the source material. Okay? Okay. Photoshop, Paddington, and Predator 2. <laughs> I love these. I love these. So if you want to follow Jay right here, Jay the Chow, um, yeah, he's always putting, uh, he's always putting Paddington in like random, <laughs> random spots and random movies. I'm Scott Mendelson. I critique movies. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of wine as you guys read what this man said about the Eternals. Ah. So here's re- review headline right here. Eternals is too much of a generic just a superhero movie, but it is an interesting attempt by Marvel to approximate a stereotypical Snyder-era DC Films flick. (laughs) Stereotypical. What the fuck? (laughs) So this guy, this is what I, this, when it comes to this right here, when it comes to what (sighs) Scott Mendelson Popeye's chicken is awesome. Um, when it comes to this right here and what he has to say and this uh, little headline right here, to me, like, obviously he does not like, there's thing he just doesn't like Snyder. And, of course, Snyder fucking called him out that one time, which he's probably left a bad taste in his mouth. He's probably always had that. Um, now, the fact of the matter is, is like, yeah, hey, guess what? When it comes to just a Marvel formula, yeah, people are getting kind of sour to it. People are kind of getting fatigue, not CBM fatigue, But Marvel formula fatigue. So now they brought in this Academy Award winning director to direct this Eternals movie that not a lot of people know about. I am not big time familiar with the Eternals. A lot of people are not big time familiar with the Eternals, especially the audience out there. And yeah, maybe she wanted to do something a little bit different, you know, a little bit more visually stunning, a little more depth into it. And he calls it a stereotypical Snyder era of DC films. It's like, well, yeah, why, why would you suppose that even Marvel's going like, huh, okay, maybe Snyder was onto something because look what happened with Zack Snyder's Justice League, guys. Look at look at what happened. 1.5 million tweets restored the Snyderverse and not just from the fan base. You don't get to 1.5 million tweets of restore the Snyderverse because the fandom is just pushing it. No, you get it because there are people out there, there are people out there that really enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. So naturally what happens, this is, like I said, there's like a little momentum shift that might be happening that maybe, maybe, just maybe that Feige's going, all right, yeah, we've been doing it like this for 12 years. Now it's time to shift it up a little bit, change it up, and let these directors really do what the fuck and try, try to change the game up. And hey, if they want to emulate Snyder, go ahead! Because apparently people were all about what he did over here. So it's just kind of nice. It's kind of nice when this jackass is sour about about now Marvel Studios kind of taking a page out of Zack Snyder's book. I just love that. I love the sourness that's coming. So, yeah, keep on 
Keep on eating those grapes, okay? This is how I look at you, Scott Mendelson. This is how I'm looking at you right now from all that. So, <sighs> suck a dick. Anyways, okay. So, and then we got Charlie Cox. Um, spoiler alert, even though we, we, we know that he's in this fucking movie. He's got to be. So, holy MLG, this is Drifty Film. After Charlie Cox panel, I met him one-on-one, and he signed my Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man comic. I'm not even joking. He literally hinted. I literally I'm not even joking. He literally hinted at him being in in no way home to me. He saw my Spider-Man comic and said, we'll see if I'm in that movie. And I said, no way home. And he said, yes. Yeah, he's in it. Come on. Got to do that. Got to do that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, And then speaking of Dune. So obviously a lot of us were kind of hoping that Dune, like the sequel of Dune, Dune Part 2, was going to be announced today. Did not get announced. Not sure exactly why, but, you know, of course, we'll talk more about the numbers and stuff like that. But um, it is interesting. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like they put Dune Part 1 in the, you know, you watch it. It says Dune Part 1. You don't do that unless the studio goes, hell yeah, we're going to do a second one. Don't worry. And now we got Josh Brolin right here who was talking to Good Morning America. That's basically, he's basically saying he's already working. He's already doing pre-production stuff when it comes to Dune Part 2. So this is what he had to say right here. Oh, in Venice, I was with Javier, and to have him in No Country 15 years ago, and that we're working again, and that we go back and do the second half of Dune again, and we're going to be doing a lot of scenes together. I don't know, man. It starts to feel like a really nice bubble. Well, in Venice, I was with Javier and to have him. So he's essentially no country, going like, hey, years ago, me and Javier, let's do this. Go back and do the second half of Dune again, and we're going to be doing a lot of scenes together. I don't know, man. It starts to feel like a really nice bubble. It is a nice bubble. And yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, a no country for, for old men reunion, which uh, that's fantastic, of course, because yeah, if you haven't watched that movie, do yourself a favor. Um, Especially Javier Bardem's character. Holy shit. But then there's showdown at the end in the final act. Woo! Anyway, so, I mean, I think Brolin kind of just went like, yeah, there's things already happening, which, you know, we'll talk about, of course, you know, the box office and streaming numbers and whatnot. So, but it almost seems like, yeah, Josh Brolin's like, hey, guess what? You know, I met up with him. We're, we're going to have a lot of scenes together in the next one. So we're going to be good. I still don't, you know. Even over the weekend, like I hung out with some family yesterday and I even talked about it. And, you know, I, I, I even said, I'm like, yeah, they should have just filmed them back to back. But, you know, who, when it comes to Warner Brothers and and their confidence in anything that they that that they do and just, yeah, it's just it, who cares? Like, it's just ugh. I, I don't know if you're going to invest into this world, you're going to invest in a director, just let him. But see, that's that's just normal. That's just vintage Warner Brothers. They're not confident enough, apparently. Um, so like you'd think that they would want to shoot a back to back just because it would just help with the continuity or whatever. I don't know if people are, eh, people will probably relatively still look the same if they just come back and start shooting. But I don't know. I, all I can say is it sounds like we're going to be definitely getting a sequel and we shouldn't worry about it. Um, but who knows, who knows when it comes to Warner brothers, Hoy! just get those guys out of there. Can discovery just take over real quick? Or, or, I mean, just. Does it, do we have to wait till till mid next year? I guess so. God damn it. Anyways, the Batman DC uh, fandom teaser is over a million likes, so that's good. That's always nice to see. Oh man, and of course we have the uh, the Spider Man uh, stills that uh, had some really good uh, memes. 
come out of it right there. Um, man, uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me get to, oh yeah. And rest in peace, uh, James Michael Tyler, who played Gunther in Friends, man. He died of prostate cancer yesterday. Poor thing. Yeah. I remember when he, uh, the, the Friends reunion, he kind of looked like he was a little, he looked, he didn't look well. He did not look well. So, uh, rest in peace, peace, rest in peace, Gunther. And yeah, pretty sad to read that. So what the hell that got deleted? Why did they delete that? Too much commotion, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I was going to look at those Spider-Man, um, <laughs> those Spider-Man, um, the Spider-Man stills that got released over the weekend. Let's see. I know. I uh, Do I, did I, I retweeted them? I thought. Uh, let's look at uh, let's look at Rebecca Ferguson, Lady Jessica. She's awesome. Anyways, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see that. Of course, sounding like we're going to. Hey, some Selena Kyle images right here. Oh, gotta love it. And I love the fact that uh, yeah, David Deskamal. I I can't say his last name. I'm totally I suck at last names, especially. But yeah, the fact that this guy was in two pretty big movies. Gotta like it. Gotta love it, man. Um, but uh yeah, so a lot of lot of good memes when it came to the <laughs> Spider Man. The Spider Man uh stills that came out. There's 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 a Spider Man still right there. Okay, so this still is not good. It's not good. It really is not. But at the same time, I'm trying to figure out, was this like, uh, it was just a, just a dumb move on Sony's behalf, Sony or Marvel Studios, who knows who made this decision, or was it absolutely a genius move? Because how many memes, how many memes did you guys see yesterday about this still? How many times did this still get passed around with people going, what the hell? To me, that's kind of like a genius move because... Doc Ock looks fucking weird. I don't know what's going on with Doc Ock. And then it's all blurred out. It's all weird. It's all interesting. But at the same time, I'm going like, well, it could be like a stroke of genius because a lot of people talked about this still yesterday. I mean, I'm telling you what, you know, you got people that look at analytics and they realize like, hey, put a shitty image out and see what happens. And guess what? You might actually get more impressions and and the, the image might be thrown around a lot, a lot more. A lot more than it would if it was something crisp and just like, you know, I don't know. This movie is very, I, I, I feel bad. I have a feeling that the VFX artists are working like 18-hour days when it comes to this movie. It just seems like this movie is just really pressed for time because there's a lot of, th- it's, it's going to be a movie that's just really opening up a lot of things. And the fact that the matter of uh, Marvel Studios losing their ownership of Spider-Man, there's like that whole aspect of it. So they have to get it out in time. I don't know if there's, I don't know. I just, I have a feeling that the VFX artists are going to, that, that they've been working like just long fucking hours when it comes to this movie. But still shots always suck, especially when they have like VFX involved. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Doc Ock. I mean, it's cool he's lifting up a car, but man, I don't know. It just doesn't look all that great. But uh, you know, there was a lot of just uh, a lot of good memes right there. Of course, we had a Squid Game meme, and yeah, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League meme. I mean, it's just good. That's what we got to love about the internet. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, this has got to be pretty brilliant right here, right? If you release a shitty image, it's gonna go. It's gonna also go viral. <laughs> 
And it could go viral. The power of the meme, guys. The power of the meme. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I think that maybe somebody was smart enough to do that. But then again, maybe it was just somebody was just like, yeah, post that one. Fuck it. Whatever. So. Ah, we got Ray Fisher right there. See, Ray Fisher's living the dream. I've always wanted to stay at a hotel room that was inside. I've been in a lot of hotel rooms in my life. But never have I ever been in a hotel room with an entire baseball stadium. Yes. Always wanted to stay at a place that that was Uh, a baseball stadium. Baseball. He's uh, in the Blue Jays stadium right there, which is cool. Pretty awesome. And by the way, Ray Fisher needs to do more voiceover work, please. I mean, come on. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. All right. I think that's pretty much it. Hopefully you guys checked out my full-on Dune review, all that. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Spider-Man posters, so the cover, the cover of, uh, cover of, uh, I think it's Entertainment Weekly. I'm not sure. They had this poster and somebody, of course, removed all the text. This is a really good poster. Okay, usually some of these posters, especially in the MCU, where they just stack everybody up as they do in that normal template. This time it's like, hey, let's tease a little bit here, tease a little bit there. I actually really like this. I like this cover a lot. I think the costume looks great. I think everything about this looks pretty damn fantastic. Because we still haven't gotten an official Spider-Man No Way Home poster. I would say, hey, I will take this one over... Any of the shit that they actually reveal, I don't know. But that looks pretty damn good. And it was uh, Jeff Goldblum's uh, birthday over the weekend, so, you know. He did this last year, of course. He reenacted. Guy still got, guy still got his, uh, the right, still got, you know, he's still good. He's still in shape. Still flashing those nips, you know. So, all that. Oh, yeah, and then um, apparently Hayden Christensen's going to be reprising his role yet again as Anakin and Darth Vader in Ahsoka's uh, spinoff series of Rosario Dawson, which come full circle, obviously, yes. So hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys saw that too. We got Squid Game Pops that are coming out, which uh, definitely got to get some of those, got to get some of those for sure. But yeah, here's the right here. Hayden Christensen will return as Anakin Skywalker in the Ahsoka series. So that'll be cool. He's just going to write it out. And then we have this. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't want this to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, maybe there's something about this script that's going to be uh, pretty excellent because apparently Ryan Gosling's going to be, he's close into playing Ken for the Barbie movie that's starring Margot Robbie. I mean, yes, I get it. These are two of the most beautiful people that are in Hollywood right now, of course. But I'm like, come on, guys. You guys are better than this. You guys are better than this. Don't do this. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. But then again, maybe the the the, the script is something pretty magical and something pretty uh, amazing. I don't know. But I'm like, good Lord, are they really going to do that? I guess. Ugh. Ah, uh, who knows. But, uh, oops. There's that. I always forget to turn off the music when I do that. Anyway, so there's the tweets, guys. A lot of tweets go to. Margo is yours. Is that what's happening? be fair, Ryan Gosling is the perfect cast for Ken. No, it's not, because he's way more talented than that, man. I don't know. It just seems like that's going to be a movie that's going to, uh, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe there's something with the script, but it just sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, you two are very talented. It's not just looks. 
Not just looks for you too. Come on, not just looks. So please, for the love of God, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, let's talk about um, let's talk about um, the Eternals and uh, the fact that guess what? We have a mixed bag of reviews, guys. That's right. With every MCU movie, every MCU movie, man, I tell you what, I tell you what. Um, let's see here. Up, oh, up. Oh, we got a super chat. Thank you, sir. Thank you, uh, Thanara Ravindra. <laughs> if I'm saying her name right, I'm sorry if I didn't. Folks are downvoting Sony's YouTube vids because they want the No Way Home. Or are they really? Uh, you know what? I'm one of those people that don't even want like a new trailer. I don't need a new trailer. I'm like, I'm okay with what you guys gave me, and I'll wait to just see the movie. I don't need another trailer. I mean, of course, they're going to give another trailer. They're going to put out another trailer. Naturally, yes. But I'm like, I don't fucking care for one. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? But uh, thank you for the uh, the super chat. appreciate that. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyways. Okay, so... Let's uh let's go to the, uh, let's go to the fucking rotten tomatoes. Let's go to those rotten tomatoes and see where it's currently at right now. Let me refresh it. Uh it's actually it's actually a little higher than it was uh than it was yesterday. So here we go right here. So currently right now it's at a 75%. Now that's still good, but it is a pretty mixed bag. It really is. It, it's uh it is interesting. So we got the critics consensus that says an ambitious superhero epic that soars more often than it strains. Eternals takes the MCU in intriguing and occasionally confounding and new directions. So that's good. It needs to go into new directions. So we got a lot. So we got internals. Okay, so here, let's go to some of the top critics right here. So Shirley Lee, the Eternals experience life on Earth across thousands of years. And with the help of the strong ensemble cast, Zhao tracks their shared awe and despair as observers of history. Then we got Perry right here from she's a YouTube critic. She goes, the weight of complicated exposition weakens the energy of Eternals a little too often. It's at. At its best, when it focuses, on, when it focuses on the Eternals recreating their family, the humor of it, and the passion when they fight for each other and the things they love. That's right. It's stronger when it's funny, guys. That's what you're gonna see a lot of when it comes to this discourse right here. You're gonna see some of these top critics, some of these critics saying that, yeah. Wasn't funny enough. What the hell? I wanted to laugh because a lot of people are going into these movies going, I want to be ha-ha all the time. Now you got something that's a little bit different, and they're like, nah, not enough laughs. That's what, that's the consistent that's uh, kind of happening when it comes to all this is the fact that it's not funny enough. Not funny enough. So that's the sad part, of the, sad, sad fact right there. Eternals may not be the worst of Marvel's movies, but it's undoubtedly the most disappointing well, sorry, Nicholas at BBC. That sucks. Uh, let's see what Robbie had to say right here. It's constantly engaged in a kind of grit-tooth authenticity theater going out of its way to show you it's doing all the things proper cinema does, even though none of them bring an, uh, uh, any discernible benefit whatsoever to film to the film at hand. So apparently it's too cinematic. According to Robbie right here of Daily Telegraph, it's too cinematic for the MCU. That's what I kind of gauge from that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Justin Chang. You walk out in the depressing realization that you've just seen one of the more interesting movies Marvel has ever uh, will ever make, and hopefully the least interesting one Chloe Zhao will ever make. Okay, so Justin Chang right here of the LA Times kind of went like, all right, it's not as interesting as other Marvel movies, and then hopefully it's the least interesting one of Chloe Zhao's filmography. So her whole career, hopefully this will be the most, the least interesting. So that's an interesting take when it comes to um, somewhere right here. But then we got Oliver Jones that the film. Uh, this is a film that asks on a grand scale questions uh, we grapple with every day. How do we navigate and understand? Difference. Why do we value humanity so much when humans often do not seem to value each other? So that's good. That's a positive review right there. With characters and concepts this strong, Zhao's quite right to take her time. Good. So we got a critic saying like, hey, I am glad that Zhao took her time telling this story. Like it. And then we have uh, Steve Rose right here with The Guardian says, it's not exactly boring. There's always something new to behold, but nor it is particularly exciting and it lacks the breezy wit of Marvel's best movies. The breezy wit, guys. Again, not funny enough. Okay? When I go into a Marvel movie, I want to laugh. Okay? You're supposed to make me laugh before the next scene comes in. And what the hell? Stop making me laugh right here, okay? I'm a top critic on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. Worst MCU ever. I mean, jeez. See, that's that's the thing. It's like more funny, more quips, more jokes, guys, more jokes. That's what some of these people want. That's what's so funny about this. It is funny. Yeah, but mainly, like I said, good reviews right here. While not without uh, messiness and overplotting that bogs down the overcomplicates uh, and overcomplicates the narrative. Eternal succeeds as a vast and unrepentantly uh, serious bit of world building with a moral quandary at its center. The Hollywood Reporter, David Rooney, the depth of feeling helps counter the choppy storytelling in this new tangent in the MCU narrative. So even the positive reviews, guys, are kind of talking about that it's a little bloated, a little messy, which kind of makes sense because... You really have to build this world with the Eternals. That's what I was kind of gathering when it came to watching the trailers. Like the trailers, what what excited me about the trailers was the fact that they actually shot in real locations. And I love the fact that Chloe Zhao was like, nope, nope, nope. We're not going to be sitting on a, we're not going to just go into a fucking set with some blue and green screens everywhere. We're actually going to go to these locations. I love the fact that she actually was like, yes, let's actually do this. Let's go out there and get some real sunsets and whatnot. Um, and it seems to me that, you know, yeah, this is going to be something different because even the positive reviews that I've been seeing have like comments on how messy this movie can get and how bloated it can feel. So there is that. Eternals uh, certainly doesn't lack doesn't lack for ambition. But for now, Marvel, emboldened by its success, has reached for the stars without quite getting there. So even this one right here from Brian Lowry, CNN, positive review, yet... Kind of says that it doesn't quite, you know, reach the stars as it's trying to trying to go. So utilizing Zhao's penchant uh, for naturalistic environments, Eternals looks unlike any other Marvel movie and is f in per and perhaps the most welcoming for MCU neophytes in neophytes in forever. 
This is what's weird though too. It's like it's a 2.5 out of four, yet it's still a positive tomato. Little, it's a, it's a, it's an actual like uh, ripe tomato. That's weird. Uh, you can, I guess you can have. It's just weird, like the rating system. And always, it's always weird to me. And then oh, this guy right here, David Ulrich. This guy, he pretty much hates anything that that people like. Uh, can't these movies do anything? Can't these movies do anything else? Is it too much to ask the most dominant kind of cinema on the planet to shake things up and challenge itself in a more significant way? That's always so weird because you got David Elrich here that a rich, whatever the hell his name is. Everybody, all the other critics are going like, wow, good on Marvel. You know, some of them are like good on Marvel or bad on Marvel for trying something different. Apparently, according to Mr. Elrich, whatever the hell his name is, apparently it's just like the same stuff over and over again. It's like the only one. I don't know if he watched the same movie or did he even fucking watch the movie? I don't know. I can't really say, and I have no dog in the fight because, well, I haven't seen the movie yet. I will see it, but yeah. So overall, guys, when it comes to this, when it comes to uh, when it comes to these, when it comes to the Eternals and the fact that it's a mixed bag, I say good. I say good. I like the fact that there's a Marvel Studios movie that is divisive. It's a mixed bag. That's what needs to happen. You got to shake it up a little bit. Okay, not everything has to be run by the numbers and so crowd pleasing because guess what? The crowd's going to start getting bored when it's just given the same shit over and over and over again, you know? And uh, what's sad, though, too, is the fact that there are people that gave their critiques of the movie and then all of a sudden the fan base starts going after them. You know, you saw some of that, too, happening. I mean, I know uh, Brandon Davis of comicbook.com, he didn't he didn't necessarily like it all that much. He gave it like a six out of ten. You know, he's just like, yeah, it was ambitious. There's some good stuff in it, but overall, wasn't a full-on fan. And a lot of people were like, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? You're supposed to be one of us. It's like, no, it's not the case. I'm glad there's critics out there that are actually going like, hey. But then it's kind of funny when there's critics out there going like, hey, this isn't the normal Marvel Studios movie that I, that I thought I was going to be getting. What the fuck, man? It's supposed to be like ha-has and quips and what the hell. Why isn't this that? So it's, it's, it's interesting. This one's really going to shake up the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. It really is. It's moving around. So it's going to be interesting to see the box office response and all that. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to next. But I love the fact that it actually is. Uh, it's, uh, it's, shaking, it's, it's shaking it up. It's shaking up the, the universe. So I'm, I'm really glad for that. I am really glad for that. So, yeah. So there you go, guys. Mixed bag. Got to love it. Okay, now we got Ruby Rose. <laughs> oh, man. So there's some uh, updates on Ruby Rose right now on all the stuff that's happening right here. Um, first off, uh, I do want to uh, tell you guys about there is an article on Screen Rant that you guys should check out. Um, let me boop, boop. All right. So this article right here that was written by Mr. Stephen Colbert, which you guys know who that is. I love the fact that there's a Metallica ad for me. Right there. It says, uh, he just wrote this article right here. It says, WB needs to fix their repeated failure to resolve claims of toxicity. And then you got the initial description of this article. It says, Warner Brothers has failed to create a culture that prevents or resolves toxic workplace issues leading to multiple high-profile complaints. So go check that out. Stephen did a, a, a pretty damn good job when it came to... Um, 
when it came to like kind of breaking down a lot of the uh, issues that are happening with Warner Brothers right now. But let's go back to um, let's go back to Twitter right here, and uh, we'll see some of those. Whoops, I I typed in Twitter, Ruby Rose. Yeah, let's go right here, and you can kind of we can kind of just go in and see more of uh, the stuff she uh, was actually saying right here. She basically went to her Instagram again and decided to be like, hey, I'm going to start calling out some people right before she goes to bed, by the way, which is kind of funny. Um, off to bed, but deciding between releasing Caroline. Caroline, she called her out. Caroline, I forgot what her last name was, but apparently somebody who, you know, uh, somebody who is, of course, overseeing some of the shows that happen on Warner Brothers TV. But she says, by deciding... Between releasing Caroline's emails about not being an LGBT activist or feminist, but saying she could be one for others through the show, i.e. monetizing gays is how she found the desire to make people feel included, quotes, or the uh, email exchanges when I did leave and the truths in that from all three of them, let me give them time to act privately which is all I wanted, med uh, mediation, not uh, litigation. Appropriately, which should be fast considering when I went to, uh, to hire a litigation lawyer, Greg had hired them all. Interesting. So so here's uh, someone from Ruby Landenheim. Lagenheim. I love my crew. They just can't speak out because NDAs. So this is some, something from the crew of Batwoman right here. It says, copy that. Also, last night I was on set absolutely catastrophic. I don't know if it's Dermont or what or who or how, but people are yelling at each other and walking off set, and it was so stressful. Eddie was like a piece of scotch tape on the side of the Titanic. This might sound like a very strange ask, but is there a way to have a no yelling at crew or production or anyone rule on set? Just a no yelling rule. That's a Joe Roth rule on his films just to keep the love and patience up, the morale up. It's stressful and hard enough on the crew and actors pulling all-nighters and 16-hour days and 14-hour camera days without people losing their temper and getting aggressive. I felt like I had to be the comedic relief for cast and crew and camera and the whole room, which is fine, but I'm too tired and it's just and it just makes all of our jobs a little harder. So that was sent from right there. So, yeah, interesting. And the actress, and then she wrote right here, also as a showrunner who I went to about to about a no yelling memo and then offload it to a director who wasn't even directing that episode. Also, a PA got a concussion that that day and an extra got hit in the head with a crane. What the hell is happening on this set? So right here, Jerry told me about that. I'm relieved to hear you found a way to keep some uh, the way the way to keep some come relief because usually it's the number one usually it's the number one doing the yelling the number one doing the yelling yelling at the crew unnecessary a hundred times I have never had to raise my voice at work once in my career people need coping skills Holly how do you how do you deal with this from what I gleaned, it was Dermont and a reaction and stress time crunch. Jeez. 
That's just getting freaking crazy right there, man. It's getting pretty crazy. Yeah, so she posted that kind of stuff. Let's see what else. P.S. I still still shot those covers. How silly to think I had an option. More on that tomorrow. I didn't do it do it for me. I didn't need them. I'd already shot the previous EW cover, but six days after surgery was when they wanted me to shoot. Oof. Oofed. Those emails aren't hard. Aren't. Wait. Those emails are heartbreaking, but to say a lot. So still talking about a lot of the stuff she's posting emails and whatnot wait until the busiest time of the season crossovers to investigate my injury only to threaten me the whole time i spent a week getting zero sleep collecting all x-rays emails professionals opinions only for my team to later be told uh to later be told be they have decided to end the investigation before the pi finalizes the report and not share the outcome so there's just all kinds of stuff that's happening she's posting this right here elise was an actual pa the person in that article isn't on call uh isn't uh on one call sheet i check three months worth and it says right here warren walked off set also i knew about elise and i kept trying to get her to to get help and she wouldn't it was a uh, bad Caroline sent me an email and I haven't responded yet because I feel like I need to really say my piece. This is awful. Also traffic, also traffic. So, so horrific. I'm going to be late. I'm stressing. Yeah. If you work in LA, it's definitely going to be stressing. Warner Brothers Television uh, has stepped in to defend actor Doug Ree Scott after his uh, Batwoman co-star Ruby Rose made further accusations via social media. So, of course, we have Warner Brothers defending right here and says, uh, here's a quote right here. We condemn the comments made by Ruby Rose about Dougree Scott. Warner Brothers has found Mr. Scott to be uh, to be a, uh, c- c- uh, a to be a professional pure professional and never receive any allegation against him of bullying or abusive behavior on his part. Mr. Scott was greatly respected and admired by his colleagues and was a leader on set. Warner Brothers Television did not pick up Ruby Rose's option for an additional season because of multiple complaints about workplace behavior and were extensively reviewed by the studio. So that's what she was kind of talking about, too. So it's a complete shit show over there. She has emails. She has screenshots. She's posting them all over the place. I think it's funny. I think it's pretty fantastic. Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. I mean, I'm not saying that she's totally out of the woods. Yeah, she could have been difficult to to work with 100%. But at the same time, it just seems like and going to what Steven wrote on Screen Rant, which again, go check that out, guys. Go to Screen Rant, read his article. It's a good piece. Um, it's the fact that Warner Brothers really, when it comes to all this, when it comes to this getting out there into the public, they have difficulty actually handling it. This goes back to, okay, so we're, we're talking about two investigations here. We have the Justice League investigation with Ray Fisher. You have this investigation to Batwoman. And it seems like when these investigations happen, they're just not, they're not, being handled correctly. They're not being handled correctly. And then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, we're good. We're just going to go ahead and sweep this underneath the couch. Is that okay? Under the rug? Just sweep some of this stuff. We don't need this heat right now. We're trying to keep, we're trying to keep this uh, show afloat because, you know, why not? It's Batwoman. Got to keep it afloat. 
Because it's what people want. Who cares about what the ratings say? Jesus. Because weren't the ratings like shit anyways? I mean, God, I don't know. But it just seems like Warner Brothers just constantly like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, And then I like the fact that she said like they hired the investigation to start when they were doing the crossover stuff, which made it a lot harder. So it's like, oh, yeah, perfect time. That way, yeah, we're too busy right now. Just fucking whatever, man. It's crazy. Yeah, they're all screwed. Jace, get your shit together, Warner Brothers. We're really hoping that you, you know, that it was already happening, you know. With the fact that you released Zack Snyder's Justice League, we thought maybe oh, it's going to head in the right direction. But again, Discovery can't come any sooner. It, they really can't. David Zasloff, save us from this fucking mess. My God. All right. Brendan Fraser. Okay, so at least Warner Brothers is doing something kind of uh, awesome right here because... Good old Brandon Frazier right here. Looks like he's going to be cast. Okay, so this is interesting right here. This is interesting because um, we have uh, Brandon Frazier, who apparently has been cast in Batgirl. So at first it was like, Batgirl, Brandon Frazier to play villain in new Warner Brothers and DC pick starring Leslie Grace. Okay, so exclusive Brandon Frazier is set to join Leslie Grace in Warner Brothers uh, and DC's film Batgirl. Although not confirmed, sources believe Frazier would play the supervillain Firefly in the pick. Jacob uh, Scipio also recently joined the cast with uh, Grace on board to play Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, Bad Boys for Life directors uh, Adil L. Arby and uh, Bilal Falal, if I'm saying their names wrong, probably not, are helming. The film will bow to, of course, all that. But then there was also talks that he actually might also, Brendan Fraser also might be playing Falcone. I don't think he, I don't know if he actually fits the Falcone kind of, uh, you know, character. And we're already getting Falcone in The Batman, which we still haven't seen Totoro yet as. But uh, there was also that. There was like a possibility that he might be playing that too. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know why would he want to be, why would they have him play that character? Firefly sounds a little more reasonable. So I'm thinking that that's what's the case right there. I think, I think for sure, like, yeah. Firefly sounds about right. I don't think we need any, you know, when it comes to uh, any other character, it seems like, you know, Firefly, that works. That really works. But again, I love the fact that Brendan Fraser is just continues to get work and he's getting back in there because, you know, he went through a little bit of a rough patch. He did. And everybody always praises the man for being easy to work with and just generally a good soul. And now he's like getting some recognition. Obviously, Doom Patrol helped that out a lot, which is great. Uh, you know what they should do? You know, I, you know, remember when that whole like Universal's Universal's dark universe and they were trying to be like, hey, we're going to have a universe of ourselves with all these horror characters that you you love. The mummy, Dracula, all these people. And it didn't quite work because, well, you started off. Which, you know, apparently the movie wasn't that great. You know, I mean, it was decent. I still haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched Dracula, the untold story with uh, Luke Evans. Haven't watched it yet, but from what I gathered, it was pretty damn decent. So even though it didn't like launch this whole universe and then they try to do it with Tom Cruise and the mummy, which we don't, it just didn't need to be an action movie. That's where they fucking fell through. It's like, we don't need to see Tom Cruise running from a dust cloud. 
Okay, we see him running from a lot of things, but from a dust cloud, it's like, come on. You guys try to make it too much of like an action movie. And then, of course, having like different characters and teasing different characters when it came to the mummy. But man, why not just bring just bring back the the first, not the first, but, you know, the the, the Stephen Sommers um, mummy franchise back with Brandon Frazier. Bring that back. Bring back him. And then, you know, because everybody's loving the fact that Brendan Frazier's coming up. So bring back him and then utilize him. And a little bit of that nostalgia and the fact that everybody loves Brandon Fraser to just like to really ignite that dark universe. Why not do that? Why not do that? So I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. But I mean, I yeah, because it just didn't work with Tom Cruise. Bring back Brandon Fraser. But yeah, I, I do. Like, I love the fact that like DC is like he's all about him. They're all about him because they're like, hey, you want to play Firefight? Let's go. Let's do this. So Batgirl's shaping up to be pretty good. And it's interesting because, you know. You kind of wonder, like, when when it came to what they were actually gonna do, when it came to the the villain, a bad girl. Were they gonna do that? Were they gonna gender bend? Were they gonna race bend? Or whatever the hell they're gonna do? But I guess apparently not. And they're just like, you know what? Brandon Fraser's the guy. Why not? He's the guy. He's the guy. So you guys agree? See, agree. Bring him back. Bring Brandon Fraser back to reignite the mummy. And then maybe you can do something with that dark universe, Universal. Okay, because. Everybody loved his character, even though, like, when you watch that first Mummy series, yeah, it kind of, like, the first one's fantastic. Second one, decent. Third one, you kind of go, all right, it still works. It just was missing Rachel Weiss, of course, but, you know, sadly. But I know, I get it. But, yeah, just bring him back. Bring him back. Play that character again. Why not? I think that'd be pretty sweet. I think that'd be pretty sweet. But congratulations to uh, Brendan Fraser, man. All about it. All about him uh, getting more work. Getting more work. Because... Who doesn't love the guy? And if you haven't seen Airheads, Encino Man, some of his beginning work, do yourself a favor. Watch those movies. All right. All right, let's talk about Dune. Let's talk about Dune in that box office. We'll talk about the full box office right here. So uh, Dune did fairly well, thank- thankfully. Thankfully, it did well. So, oop, I always do that. I always click that damn thing. Get out of here. Get out of here. So here's the box office right here, guys. So Dune made $41 million of the weekend domestically, and it's already surpassed $200 million worldwide. It's at $223.2 million worldwide. Now, I think it was a $165 million budget, if I read that correctly. So obviously it hasn't really made completely that money yet. And uh, But, of course, it's it had a month... Uh, it had a month head start because, yeah, people all around the world, like the UK and stuff, they got to see it like a month ago. It just now reached the United States. And apparently it has, you know, Australia is not even getting it until December, which that's pretty shitty. But but that's what it's currently at right now when it comes to the box office. Yes, there's still a pandemic happening. Yes, you could still watch it at any time on HBO Max. So naturally we have to uh, take in the fact that you can do it like that. You can actually watch it. At home, which I did. See, that's what I love about it. I watched it on a big, huge IMAX screen, and then over the weekend, I got to put it on again, and it was great. And, you know, a lot of other people taking advantage of all that, too, so that's good. That's good. But, yeah. Um, and then Halloween Kills, uh, let's see, made, it's at $73 million, $90 million, $90.5 million worldwide, so that's good. Uh, Venom. Still, yeah, I'm still running pretty strong right there. 
not too shabby. No Time to Die, same thing. Look at that, half a million though right there. That's good, that's good. But when it comes to Dune, there's also, when it comes to Dune, uh, I believe I had it, I retweeted it, but there's also the Samba TV numbers when it comes to streaming. So here's Samba TV right here talking about Dune in 1.9 million households, Dune during its Thursday release and first weekend streaming on HBO Max. But again, guys, one thing we have to remember is Samba TV is only taking data off of smart TVs. So this does not include anybody streaming it from a tablet, from a phone, from maybe their computer. You know, that's that's the thing. I, I, there needs to be like, I don't know, there just needs to be better ways to keep like some of these fucking numbers, man. The numbers. But uh, 1.9 Sama TV, that's just with like, again, with smart TVs. Um, so I would say it's probably going to be over 2 million. And God knows how much of that. And that's, that's the number that we have to uh, really, you know, they said... If we want a sequel, it's like, yeah, good box office, but also they're really looking at the HBO Max numbers. I mean, that's why, I mean, I tweeted out, I'm like, go see it in the movies and or watch it on HBO Max. If you still have HBO Max, fire that bad boy up. Show that you're fucking still interested and that you're, that you want to uh, get this movie. You want to get that sequel because obviously, yeah, there's some people that had the critique that Dune was incomplete. Yes, because it was leading to where the story goes. But they couldn't fit it all, of course, in one giant movie. So, yeah, so 1.9 million. It's interesting. Um, and a f uh, $41 million domestic box office. Not too shabby because a lot of people thought that movie was going to bomb. A lot of people were really saying that that movie was going to bomb. It wasn't going to go anywhere. But to be honest, that's fairly decent for a movie that's uh, an entirely different franchise. And it's not. And it's not something. I mean, yes, it's something that's existed and there's a previous movie which i watched over the weekend by the way on saturday i put on david lynch's fucking dune right after uh right after the patreon stream wow <laughs> i forgot how just ridiculous that movie can be but at the same time there were some things where you're like okay it really is staying true to the story right here and then it just it, you know it kind of goes off and then of course those that 19 those early 80s visual effects holy shit but man I tell you, there's some uh, <laughs> crazy performances, some questionable um, cast cast for certain characters. I was like, whoa, man, I forgot so-and-so is playing Dr. Yu. Or, yeah, uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, the guy who, uh, who was in Quantum Leap, he plays Dr. Um, yeah, and it's like, wait a minute, isn't he supposed to be an Asian dude? And you guys kind of try to make him look like an Asian dude? <laughs> it's like, ooh, I totally forgot about that. Man. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a fun it was a fun watch. You think HBO Max really hurt Dune's box office, huh? I don't know. Because, again, I think to be honest, when it comes to something like that, I would think it would actually would have helped it a little. Not like helped it, but it helps to get more eyes. That's the thing. We've always been that's what we've been talking about a lot when it comes to like the vodka stream or or whatnot. It's the fact that Dune is like this you know, this whole other franchise that could really be something that can be up there with like your Lord of the Rings and your Star Wars, but a lot of people don't know about it. And are they going to actually go out and spend money on it? Are they going to spend money on a, a IMAX ticket that's almost 20 bucks? You know, you know, that's why, you know, uh, when it comes to the, the debate about the simultaneous release of HBO Max in these movies, it's like, 
what is how is it helping or is it not? And you know, to be honest, I mean, they're looking at they want this streaming service. Obviously, they want the streaming service to be to go up against Netflix and Disney Plus and everything. So they want to see the numbers, the streaming numbers and the subscriber numbers to be to go up and up and up. So I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know if that's really the case. If it like hurt it when they specifically want to see those numbers go up, I don't know. Logistics, analytics, all those numbers. It's all pretty crazy. But you know, all all I all we hope for is that we get that part two. Right? That's all we're hoping for. Can we see what happens? Huh? Obviously. Uh, but I mean, if you're reading the book, you know, you, you already, which I'm going to be continuing reading the book. I actually got watching Dune got me more excited to read the uh, the second half of the book for sure. So definitely going to be doing that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we get that announcement soon that there's going to be a Dune part two, which there should be for the love of shit. Come on. Come on, Warner Brothers. Just do it. Do it right now. But the fact that they didn't do it like the following Monday. Yeah, it's got me a little worried. A little worried. A little bit worried, so. We shall see. All right, let's go to uh, Twitter questions Yeah. Thank you, guys. Of course, make sure you smash that like, thumbs up before uh, we take off here and all that stuff. Boop. All right. All right, let's go to Twitter questions. Okay, underneath here. All right, Mr. Blake. Personally, I really like the potential of Brendan Fraser in a more serious role in a CBM. Dare we hope that's what we're looking at here. Maybe something dark, the classic moment of Firefly telling Batman Batgirl that fire is the closest thing to hell on Earth. That'd be pretty sweet. Man, imagine Brendan Fraser saying a line like that. And I, hopefully, I think they'll take it pretty seriously. There's going to be some camp. There's definitely going to be some camp involved when it comes to Batgirl, but let's hope there is some serious um, some serious plot points when it comes to it. Darren, Mr. Laugh Now, Cry Later. Have you heard any of the rumors that in Spider-Man No Way Home, Toby is going to be the one to tell Tom Holland with great power comes great responsibility, and it's going to be a scene with all three Spider-Men talking about Uncle Ben? I wouldn't be surprised because there's been a lack of Uncle Ben when it comes to the MCU, so... And you better believe that Marvel Studios and Feige have noticed that people have been complaining about that. So why, what better way to do it than to have the other two Spider-Men involved into the scene? And if that's going to be the case, I'm all for it because that, that would be a perfect way to do it. Andrea, do you think James Wan had that secret Black Manta movie project to connect it to Zack Snyder's Justice League? No, I don't think it did. I mean, everything, I mean, his Aquaman movie was always going to be somewhat connected to it, but, you know. Uh, and then he's also taking some references or some some ideas that were, gonna, that were on Zach's, um, you know, the sequel storyboards, obviously, that a lot of people were talking about and getting upset about, which they shouldn't, which doesn't make sense. Um, so I don't know if it would, like, it's like that was going to directly connect to it. I think always James Wan's, Aquaman universe was always going to be connected to the Snyderverse for sure. Always thought that. Casual Batman win, Rosemary. Oh, he'll be coming back soon. Don't worry. It's just been a little, little busy right now, but he will definitely come back. Got some ideas. Ronak, do you think no? If the Firefly is a new villain in the movie, or has he been around, aka Batfleck? If it's if it's not an origin story for Firefly, maybe it's the same verse as Batflick. I might be overthinking. Well, 
Let me ask you this. Brendan Fraser, how old is he? Huh? Is he age appropriate for a Batfleck? I would say so. I think, you know, I think they're probably like when it comes to ages, he's not a fresh face. Firefly, it doesn't seem like. Seems to be an older Firefly. So it's another thing to think about. That's another thing to think about. So I don't know. Could be that. Carrie. Hey, Dave. On one of the podcasts I was listening to recently, the host was really adamant about how Ezra Miller should have been replaced. Any more thoughts on the choking incident as nothing further has happened or been said since that first came out? I could have swore the person who posted it like removed it all and was like, no, 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 no. It wasn't like that. It wasn't all that. Now, I mean, I think when it comes to all that, it just never went anywhere. I think that honestly, I would I when all that came about, I was like, uh, they're just fucking around, right? And nothing more came about, so I just assume they were fucking around when it came to that. You know? I don't know. But I know people still refer to that. And stupid. Ryan! I was not a fan of the original Dune, but Denis has delivered a masterpiece. Hey, Warner Brothers. There's your big screen director for Green Lantern film. I'm sure he could do some pretty good stuff with the Green Lantern film. Also, can you imagine what he could do with the Star Wars universe? Oh, could be so great. Absolutely fantastic what he could do with that Star Wars universe. Cooper Knox caught a glimpse of an article about one of the Captain Marvel directors mentioning that the script was constantly being rewritten on the fly. That would explain a lot. Yes, it would, because that movie sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a movie that that's just that's one of the mcu movies that i'm just like "Eh, i don't need to watch that ever again oh we got q here asking these these uh riddles so everybody take a hit what were electric eels called before electricity was invented i don't know um zappy zappy eels i don't know zappy eels yeah could be that it's true. It's true. Joe Mish. After Sujihara, Ellen, jail investigations, how they've responded in the press before, how they also have to respond to every claim instead of saying no, Comet. Does anyone believe Warner Brothers anymore? If so, why? I know. It's hard to take uh, any other, any, anything they put out there, it's hard to take it, uh, it's hard to take it seriously. Who's the bad guy here? What is this? <laughs> I don't even know what the heck. Uh, okay, he kicks him. What is happening here? We got Venom holding on to a dog. What the hell is this from? And then he's going to stab him in the back. Stabbing him in the ass. He stabbed him in the ass. How dare he? Also, fuck you, Dave. I'm seeing less. Well, good for you. I'm seeing it Thursday, at least. Oops. Jacob always bushing my balls. That was an interesting uh, little video right there. But all right. Uh, Mr. VF, do you think Ruby Rose will be canceled by Hollywood? No, you can't cancel her. No, she'll be fine. She might get blacklisted. (laughs) That's that's the only thing I could see is her getting blacklisted. But she won't get I mean, she won't get canceled. Edward. Hey, Dave. About what James Wan said about the canceled trench movie turned out to be a Black Manta movie. Black Manta-led film made me want 
want it even more. I don't see why HBO Max doesn't make it an HBO Max film. I know, right? It would fit perfectly on there. Maybe that's what he's. Maybe that's why he talked about it to get some uh, get some voices behind it. Ampara, I'm happy to see Brendan Fraser getting more work. What do you think? I am right there with you, man. More Brendan Fraser means the world is going to right itself. John Murdoch Wayne. So I finally got around to seeing Tenet last night, and boy, howdy, was that a confusing but brilliantly entertaining movie. Sorry, Garza. <laughs> Azag Yiras. Yeah. You're writing it backwards. Yeah, movie manages. I can't even read what you're saying, but I love the fact that you wrote all this backwards. So. So we got another fan of Tenant right there, even though he said it was confusing. So Garza was wrong. Hashtag Lane. Did you hear what he had to say? He said Garza was wrong. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's okay. Sometimes you can be wrong. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. All right, guys. Uh, is Garza working? Uh, oh. <laughs> Garza is uh, in there. So he was lurking. Garza was lurking in the backgrounds right there. It's okay. It's okay. I look so done. What do you mean I look so done? I don't know. What do you mean by, by looking so done? Anyone excited for Moonfall? You know what? Hey, give me some Emmerich disaster flick. I'm always looking forward to an Emmerich disaster flick. Totally right there. So I'm always, always looking forward to that. So, but uh, it was a compliment. No, no, that's not for me. <laughs> You're over it. I'm over what? Am I, what, over the tenant discourse? That's what you guys are saying? I don't know what you guys are saying. <laughs> uh, explain yourselves. I'm trying to figure out exactly what you guys are talking about in the, in the chat right there. What am I, am I over the tenant discourse? Is that what's happening? Could be that. Could be that. Maybe that's what you meant. Tenant stinks. No, it does not stink. How dare you, sir? Not trash. It's not, it does not stink, but it's fine. OnlyFans stream, oh wait, it's not Tuesday, it's right. No OnlyFans stream today, don't worry. Uh, over the long-ass Twitter questions, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's just because, like, I'm like, whoa, I've been almost going on for an hour and a half right now, so I'm like, uh, I need some food. Yeah, it's time to cook. Time to cook some dinner. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. So I think that's, maybe that was a, a little bit, of that coming out where it's like my stomach's going when are you done that's what it is my stomach is making is talking to me it's yelling at me right now so that's what you're maybe that's what you're seeing right there all right guys <laughs> all right all right yeah let's go ahead and wrap it up um appreciate you guys clicking in as per usual make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave uh join if you want to join make sure you subscribe of course got the patreon right here if you want to help out the pirate ship like that and see stuff, you know, I try to give little early things. And uh, I do a Tuesday audio um, clip uh, for exclusively for Patreon. And, of course, the once-a-month Patreon stream. Do all that. And then, of course, Film Junkie Closet down below. Got all kinds of shirts like this one right here. If you want to get a Vodka Stream shirt, do so. Support the channel. You know, it's what it does. So I appreciate that, of course. So, uh, all right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow at the same junkie time, same junkie channel. You guys are awesome as per usual, and I will talk to you later. <laughs>